0: The Texans' Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade. It's believed that the Patriots will be uber-aggressive this offseason. Does Pats Nation have faith in Belichick to do it right? The Celtics lost at the wire last night. How does Boston fans feel about that? Hey, and Johnny Damon talked about signing with the Yankees and the difference between playing in New York and Boston. Is Brady going to the Super Bowl his greatest achievement what's going on everybody it's your boy ray welcome to the dear pats nation podcast i'm here as always with my boy connor and my girl sarah guys let's have a good time What's up, y'all? Cool cats and kittens. I was waiting for him, and we're back. <laughs> I was sitting there like a fool, waiting for Connor to go. And we're back.
1: Am I? Am I still doing the back? We're back.
0: We might as well, just because I forgot you should,
1: yesterday. Right? All right. I think all people, right.
2: I think people like consistency too. That's They'll true. We'll probably call you out for not doing know. it.
0: All right. Let's try that again.
1: And we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> There we hey go. You.
0: How's it going, guys?
1: Good, good. It's What's good.
0: going on? It is Thursday. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Boston Balling is premiering on the Dear Pats Nation podcast is Sunday.
2: Nice. Which means
0: tomorrow night, Gabby, the host of Boston Balling, will be on with me talking about what they can expect on that syndicated show. Don't forget Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Our boy Lawrence did some f- uh, film room, and he did it on Sony Michelle. I like it. I like it. I want to see if people believe it. But, guys, let me start with this one, man. Adam Schefter said that Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. That's per league sources. He actually did it weeks ago. Their new head coach hired, David Cooley, has not and will not alter Watson's thinking. Deshaun Watson hasn't spoken to the new Texans general manager, Nick Cesario, or executive Jack Esterby. Watson is moving on and waiting to see where his NFL future takes him. Now, let me start with this. Dov Kleiman said that Jamal Adams, a safety with limited ability and coverage, was able to net two first round picks plus a starter plus more. Deshaun Watson should be able to net at least double. Sarah, let me start with you. What do you think Deshaun Watson or what the Texans are going to get for Deshaun Watson?
2: Oh, I don't... uh, Double that is a lot. I mean, I understand why he would say that because he's a quarterback and he would be or should be the franchise quarterback for the Texans. I'm assuming that if they're going to let him walk, they're going to want something that huge. I mean, you would have to get a huge return for just letting him leave. So I would assume at least a couple first rounders, but I would maybe think players are going to have to be involved too. I don't think that they're going to want just picks. They're going to want some sort of return. What that is. I don't know. I mean, especially where they have new everything from like top to bottom, basically in Houston. So it's hard to say if it was Bill O'Brien, then you could say basically anything could happen. But (laughs) I mean, I don't know.
0: Connor, what are you thinking, man?
1: Bill O'Brien would have accepted a third. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: in like they're, four years draft.
1: Yeah, seriously. They're, they're going to ask for a boatload, I'm sure. I, I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Um, Maybe a first and a second this year and a first and a second next year. Something like that. Possibly player being involved in that too. Obviously, if it, it does end up being the Dolphins, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the third overall pick and Tua and a couple mm-hmm. other picks somewhere involved in there. Um, but yeah, it it sounds like it's gonna get turned into an arms race where a bunch of people are gonna be bidding to get them. I I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm seeing somebody in there say four first rounders. That that could be a possibility even.
0: Yeah, I said it's all gonna depend on what's going back and where what the value of the pick is, and if there's a player or anything going back. So for instance, yep. if it's like Miami, we're yeah. talking give Houston their pick back in two. Uh, that's probably and maybe like a third. That's probably right. a fair pick because now Houston's yep. got their franchise quarterback again. Right. They got their pick. They're kind of back where they belong. If you're mm-hmm. talking about a team like the Jets, you're probably talking two first-round picks, a second, and Sam Darnold. Right. If you're talking a team like the Patriots, you're probably looking at three first-round picks plus a couple of seconds and a third. Like Yeah, something absurd because 15 the value at 15 to three and two is very different and the and mm-hmm. the patriots don't have a player to send back to houston and i don't want people to start saying a first plus Stephon gilmore that's not <laughs>
2: worth did you did Watson. you guys see the do it um, though. i think i think it was like the mock i don't know it was like i think it might have been uh pro football focus that put out like what teams would have to give up and they they um, it was just guessing, obviously. And they said the Patriots would have to give up like three picks. I don't remember exactly what they were. And then they also said JC Jackson and Nikhil Harry. Yeah, so, that
0: makes that that makes sense. That's I a mean, lot, yeah. yeah. And and Nikhil Harry is just a, a throwaway uh because mm-hmm. I can't see the the Texans being really excited about them. But here's one of the comments also that came from that. Somebody said This could also be the only way that Bill Belichick can save face for not re-signing Tom Brady if he trades the remaining team for Watson. So, I mean, this is the only way he could save face? If they win a Super Bowl, but it's not with Deshaun (laughs) Watson, he's not going to save face. Uh, I see Deshaun Watson of the Patriots as the least likely scenario for New England this year. Connor, I'll start with you. Do you see any possibility of Deshaun Watson coming to New England?
1: Very slim, like 1% chance, I'd give it. Um, I just think you never know what Belichick's going to do, so that's the only reason why I would say 1% chance for all we know. He could he could be going all in on it, but I think it's more likely we're going to see someone like Jimmy G back than Deshaun Watson. It just doesn't make that much a, that much sense based on what the Patriots have to offer and what the Texans would be looking for in return. They just don't seem like a good match to make that trade.
0: Sarah, does do you see any possibility of Deshaun Watson ending up with the New England Patriots this season?
2: I don't. I agree with Connor. And, and then on top of that, we have to remember that Deshaun is in charge of where he's going because he has the no trade clause in his contract. So, I mean, not saying that he wouldn't want to go to the Patriots, but I mean, I would be shocked because that's not been a rumor yet that he would even be interested in that. So um, yeah, I don't see it happening. I, um, I was going to bring up Jimmy. I think Jimmy, maybe Stafford is more likely than mm-hmm. Watson.
0: Now a, a Patriots fan left his comment on my Twitter feed. And he said, as long as it's not the dolphins or the jets, or we're in yeah. big trouble. Yeah. yeah. I disagreed with him a little bit. The, the Dolphins would be a nightmare because they are ready for a Deshaun Watson and they would instantly be, they could be better than Buffalo if they were mm-hmm. to get Deshaun Watson and they would still have the cap space to go out and get a really good receiver to go with him. I don't think the Jets, I think they're better, but I don't think that they're ready for a Deshaun Watson. Their defense is still a mess. They don't really have a receiving core. They don't have much of a run game. I don't think that Deshaun Watson turns that franchise around. I still, I'm still not, they're a better team with Deshaun Watson, but I'm not fearful of the Jets if they Mm -hmm. have Deshaun Watson and they're going to have to give up a boatload and they're going to give away a bit of their future and they're going to take up a lot of their cap space. And I just, to me, I don't think the Jets are ready for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Maybe I'm out to lunch. What do you think, Connor?
1: Uh, I still don't want to see him come to the division because uh, he'd be here for a while, obviously, if he does come. And I don't want to play Deshaun Watson twice every year if we don't have to. Obviously, I don't think he'd turn the Jets into a Super Bowl team, but we saw what he did with the ragamuffins he was playing with over in Houston this year versus the Patriots, and they had no answer for the guy, man. Um, I I want to avoid him coming to the AFC East if possible.
0: I wouldn't necessarily call Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and Brandon Cooks ragamuffins.
1: Will Fuller, Will Fuller, was he around during that game? Yes, he was. He was. Well, at the at the oh. end, he was thrown to like Kiki Kuthi and, and and Hanson or whoever at they the were. At the end, yeah. But yeah. they
0: still had three pretty solid receivers on that team.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brandon Brandon Cooks had a pretty good season. Will Fuller obviously missed the last six games. Um, Mr. Constantly injured there. But, yeah, Rand, Randall Cobb su- solid, and too. And suspended.
2: Yeah, and yeah, suspended. He
0: was, mm-hmm. Connor, or uh, sorry, Sarah, what do you think?
2: Um, Yeah, I would be more scared about him going to the Dolphins, um, especially because that's been a name that a lot of the free agent quarterbacks have been wanting to go to because they just love Flores and top to bottom in the back office and all that. I don't think that him going to the Jets would be better. I was thinking exactly the same thing, like plugging him in is not going to improve them. And we know that they're a mess. The Jets have been a mess. So I think the the most ideal reason for people want to go there is because of the new head coach. People are excited about him. But other than that, I don't I don't see why he would even want to go there.
0: Houston made an absolute mess of the Deshaun Watson situation going back to giving Bill O'Brien autonomy to do whatever he wants, trading away DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL. Somebody comment that this will go down as one of the greatest screw-ups by a sports owner, perhaps any business exec in the 21st century, if only the owner could be fired. Sarah, did the Texans do Deshaun Watson wrong just across the board?
2: I, th- yeah, I think so. Especially, I mean, they, they look like they believed in him and they wanted him around. I mean, they offered him a huge contract at the beginning of the season. And then you see the, um, Hopkins trade and it was like, what? And, and I mean, like we said earlier, he, Bill O'Brien was doing crazy things. He got basically peanuts for that trade. So I don't, I, I mean, I don't know how involved they were having. Watson in like trade talks and whatnot but yeah I mean that was just I feel like setting the the season up to just be a fail and for him to just be unhappy and then everything has just trickled down from there
0: I believe they also promised that he would be able to have a, a say in the GM hire and the coach hire Connor mm-hmm. what do you think yep. man did did Houston do him wrong
1: yeah I mean that was the kickoff to all of it was that uh, silly trade to trade away DeAndre Hopkins for for so little which obviously they had a great rapport and then he, he was gone and they got David Johnson in return essentially. And then from there, they were the ones that seemed like that told Deshaun Watson that they would keep him involved. You know what I mean? So if they weren't planning on doing that, I don't know what, why they'd be the ones who would have indicated that to begin with. So it's just very bizarre situation, but I can understand why he'd be frustrated with the organization.
0: Now I'm going to throw out a very interesting comment that says trade partner beware at nearly 40 million dollars per season there will be better options than watson connor i'll start with you what's your response to that comment
1: um i mean obviously 40 million dollars is a lot of money to to soak up at one position but i don't really know who's going to be a better option at quarterback going forward than deshaun watson man he he's unbelievable he can run the ball he's insanely accurate passer he's a good dude um I don't really know who's going to be an upgrade from him. If you had him, I don't know why you'd go looking for somebody else. It's not going to get much better.
0: Now, Sarah, do you think that the this commenter could be saying that forty million dollars, you're going to give up your future in draft picks? So you're it's because don't forget, like you want a young quarterback so you can build around him when he doesn't cost a lot, right? And then you mm-hmm. can build in the draft. The thing is The only thing you can do after now with Deshaun Watson is spend money to build around him because all your premium picks are gone or you need to try to hit a receiver in the fourth round that's going to come out and, and be a, you know, a solid contributor to the team should teams like I'm thinking about a team like the Patriots that if they spend $40 million on Deshaun Watson this year, plus give up a whack of draft picks. That's going to leave them, even if they trade Stephon Gilmore with the reduced cap that's coming in, that's going to leave them with about $15 million left, which means Mm. you're going to have Deshaun Watson throwing to Jacoby Myers, a broken Julian Edelman, if he returns Nikhil Harry, they won't even have Demir Bird, so it'll probably be Gunnar Osheski that would come in and take over. Do you think buyers should be aware of Deshaun Watson?
2: I don't know if they should be aware. I think that they need to go forward, I guess somewhat cautionary but they need to realize like they have to make sure it's really 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 what they want because it is a lot of money and the quarterback market's going to be going up so if you can get him now and you build your team around him then that's fine but um you know there are a lot of teams that do need quarterbacks so there's going to be teams who are willing to go all in, and if it ends up being a loss, well, at least you tried, and it was Deshaun Watson, and it wasn't some random guy. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if someone gives up a ton for him. I just I – just, as far as the Patriots go, I just don't think it's an ideal situation for either side.
0: Connor, do we have any uh, Any? – got to have some interesting comments in the chat.
1: We now. do. We actually got a donation, so I'll put that one up first here from our boy Ross. Shout-out to Ross. Says, hey, peeps, does anyone else want to choke uh Cleveland, <laughs> Bayless, and Coward? Are they just stirring the pot for ratings or just terrible? No respect for the Pats. Um, I'm gonna say both. I just think they they are they are stirring the pot for ratings and they're just terrible too. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes to both.
0: Climate and Bayless are Tom Brady fanboys that hate Bill Belichick and hate the Patriots and love Tom Brady, and they're going to keep going upon that. And and look, it's it's and and for Cowherd, it's stick. Right? Yeah, it's what it is. It's and it's stick for all of them, mm-hmm. right? Because see, if this was a true, there's there is never a time on this show. I have you three, we have Tyson, we have Lawrence that comes on the show. We're going to have Gabby. We bring in guests, Buffalo fans, chiefs fans, like we bring in people. We've never had a situation where we disagree with each other on every single point, right? Yep. Right. These guys always seem to be at war with anybody they come into play with. It's all stick, man. Yep. And yep, you I know agree. what the, the thing is? You keep reading dive or Dobbs tweets. You keep watching Skip and skipping and, in, and, and Bayless or uh, Skip and Shannon, you keep watching Colin Cowherd, they're getting the reaction that they want.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I unfollowed Dov cuz I actually followed him, but I did see he posted a clip and I don't know all of the context I didn't watch the video, but um oh, what was I don't remember what show it was, but it was like with Marcellus Wiley and whatever. And then it was something about like they were now criticizing Brady for like not going to a Super Bowl every single year. Like it just gets it just gets worse and worse every every year every day so like i just yeah i would would i want to choke them sure like it's just (laughs) annoying at this point like don't even pay attention to them like like ray was saying the more you like tweet at them the more you repost them it's exactly what they want and as difficult as it can be sometimes to not anything just try to have that restraint because otherwise you're giving them more publicity and more clicks
0: I just She's like shy. to uh, remind our audience and remind our my fellow co-host here that words like that and in that sense is an act of violence and we are gonna be demonetized oh. now. Oh <laughs> so oh, no. let's, uh, let's just be careful
2: I what meant we got figuratively. up figuratively. figuratively figuratively imagining any,
0: any comments, Connor?
1: yes going on we got one from mcchicken he's talking about deshaun watson i still think washington is the best fit and i don't think washington's been brought up very often but that's Mm -hmm. a very good point they might be a really good fit they have a young good defense they have uh terry mclaurin they got antonio gibson they might be somebody who has the money to spend too
0: and i think that ron rivera would be getting his more talented version of cam newton back right Right. because i mean let's face it deshaun watson's a top three quarterback in the nfl he is, yeah. I, I don't know outside of his MVP season if Cam Newton was ever a top three quarterback in the NFL. When, yep. you, when you stacked him up against Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Rodgers, like he was never a top three outside of that, that season where Deshaun Watson is a clear number three in the NFL.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and people really like and respect Rivera, so I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being on his list of rumored places that he actually wants to go.
0: Yeah, let's also not forget Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause, so he he can veto a trade. Very much like Antonio Brown vetoed the Buffalo Bills.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Must (laughs) be nice. That should be like the ideal situation for any player being like, nah, 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 this is where I want to go, and you have to make it happen. Let's
0: do one one more, Connor.
1: All right, here's one from Rice King. I don't want Jimmy G back because he stays injured and can't finish a season. I don't want Stafford because it fixes nothing. I want Deshaun or Trey Lance or Fields if you're going to trade – If you're going to trade picks, trade up for Trey. Ray, I know how you feel about uh, fields. Um, Maybe we'll see what happens with Trey Lance, but I'm not opposed to Jimmy G or Stafford. I think they would help out the situation for the time being, but then, yeah, at the same time, you will need to get a rookie for the future.
0: You will, unless Belichick's not looking for a rookie for the future, not looking for a bridge quarterback, as I've talked about before. I believe that Belichick has no intentions of sticking around for a rebuild. He wants mm-hmm. to try to compete for another Super Bowl and then retire. The guy's almost seventy years old. Yeah. Um so I think that if he believes that, I think if he looks at Jimmy G and Stafford is veteran quarterbacks who you can put weapons around absolutely Uh, We're not going to get Deshaun Watson. I'm telling you that right now. He's not going to give up all those draft picks because he still needs to fix the defense. The defense is not good enough. And as we talked about the other night, a quarterback, even at Deshaun Watson's talent, is not going to fix the Patriots offense. There's a lot of holes that they have to fill. Uh, Trey Lance, I'm a big fan of. You're right. If I was going to trade up, I would trade up to draft Trey Lance. I don't think he's going to drop to 15. I think the best we could get at 15 is Mac Jones. Uh, I would trade up for Trey Lance. I do not want Justin Fields, and I am an Ohio State football fan, okay? I am an Ohio State football fan. This is not reactionary to the national championship. Connor, how long have I been saying I do not want Justin Fields?
1: Since the moment I heard the guy's name.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's I'm not a fan of Justin Fields. All right, Connor, we can clear oh. that. All right, guys, uh, we just need to take a quick, quick, quick little pause here because, you know, we have these really kind sponsors who take care of us and help us live. And because of that, we need to just click on any comment and click it over again. we got to get rid of it, though. There we go. There we go. And uh, let's hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. And we're also brought to you by manscaped.com. You can get your mail hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your mail hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. All right, guys. So Tom E. Curran put out today, and I love that he's Tom E. Curran because he's <laughs> like Tommy. It just, it just, yes. I just love it. He said that the Patriots will be extremely. And uncharacteristically aggressive this offseason one of the comments of that was bill getting to the playoffs come hell or high water next year gotta at least salvage his legacy post the brady divorce before things get extremely debatable uh sarah start with you is his legacy in jeopardy at all even if they were to say go one and 15 next season
2: I don't think so I think I mean I understand the disappointment and the frustration and then of course the talking point of oh how good is Belichick without Brady blah 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 but I mean at this point it's it's what does he have left to prove I mean how many championship games has he been in how many rings does he have I mean how many um Hall of Fame players has he had on the team like I just think it's it's a silly talking point at 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 this point (laughs)
0: Connor, do you think his legacy is in jeopardy if uh, he doesn't turn this team around and be aggressive this offseason?
1: Legacy, no, because I think of when I think about legacy, I think about talking like from 15, 20 years now. When you look back and talk about the Patriots, like your kids or your grandkids, and you're telling them about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and how ridiculously dominant they were, you're not really going to think about this. And everyone's just going to talk about how great they are. So I think it would only be in the very short term, and it's mostly going to be the talking heads that would ever say anything but i still think that he's going to want to make a make a play, a deep playoff run in the next couple of years before he retires.
0: Yeah, and i agree with you guys. I think the first couple of years definitely patriot fans and talking heads would definitely bring up that mm-hmm. debate, but i think you're right. When you talk about legacy, you're talking 10, 15, 20 years down the lart road. You're not you don't really judge a guy's legacy 2 years after he leaves the league or retires. You will a little yeah. bit, but the further he his retirement removes him from the game, the more uh, the more positive you're going to hear people talking about him uh somebody else commented saying yeah fuck it break the bank he's got to (laughs) be motivated to say yeah well i won uh well i won without tom just like he won without me do you think connor that he's sitting there right now watching tom brady win thinking man i gotta match that
1: i think he wants to I don't know if he's thinking I I have to, but I think Belichick wants to prove it to everybody. Yeah, I, I believe that. He, I don't want to say he's he's bitter, but I, I think he, he wants to show everyone that he can win without Tom, just like Tom won without him.
0: So Okay, so Sarah, what do you think? Is he sitting there thinking about Tom Brady right now?
2: I don't know. I think that's more of like a fan and media type of thing. I mean, it's been a conversation for years as Brady was getting older and nearing what we thought would be retirement. Cause I don't think that many people believed he would actually go to another team. So I think it's an interesting debate that people want to have. And I don't know, they want to keep talking about it, especially because you know, this season, the first season without each other, Brady's in the super bowl, Belichick's not. So I think it's just an easy topic, but I, I don't know. I don't know that either of them are necessarily motivated by what the other one is doing. I don't, I mean, I can't see Belichick sitting there and being like, oh, wow, Tom is on the Super Bowl. I really need to do better than him next year. Like, that seems silly to me.
0: Another commenter says, laugh my ass off. And this is why Brady's in Tampa, aggressive my ass. Hmm. I, I don't know. He's already reacting to the offseason that hasn't happened. Um, somebody else said, no shit. The best coach, but marginal GM. Uh, he knows it's his move. When fans get back in the stands, they won't put up with passes in the friggin' dirt. Obviously, he's 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 referring to Cam Newton. Yep, Connor. Let me start with you. Um, do you think Bill Belichick gives a rat's ass what fans think? Like, do you think that that's on his mind? Do you think he no. would care if he got booed at Gillette Stadium?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't. I think it's kind of like when people say things to players about their fantasy football team. And, uh, like on Twitter, and they're like, "Dude, I don't care about your fantasy team. like we all might think about it, but i don't I don't think he does. As far as the fans go, I mean he might be pissed if he got booed, but I, I don't think he in his mind, he's taking into account anything that the fans want to see done. Sarah, what do you think
2: i I think if anyone would be disappointed if people booed at Gillette, it would be me. I always hate it when fans boo their own team. I understand being frustrated and whatever, but I would hate it. I don't know that Belichick would necessarily care. Belichick's gonna do what he thinks is best, whether or not we agree with it. I feel like if you've been a fan of the Patriots for a long time, you know that. He doesn't do things because he thinks the fans are gonna like it. He does what he what he believes is what's best for the team. So if they yeah. booed, no. But I mean I would be pissed. I'm like, no, guys, you don't do that. Don't boo your team. Do that on Twitter. Yell at a wall.
0: <laughs> and the last comment was just simple and to the point saying, Too late. Obviously referring that they didn't get aggressive enough for Tom Brady. So Connor, I'll start with you and Sarah, I'll give you last word. Do you believe that Bill Belichick should have done more in 2019 to surround Tom Brady with weapons? And B, should he have done more to try to bring him back in 2020? Because that's where I'm assuming the too late comment goes to.
1: I mean, he, he tried to do it in 2019. Again, it's not his fault that the whole Antonio Brown tra- situation transpired. I mean, coming into that season, I, for one, thought that they had one of the best offenses on paper in the entire league. They had Antonio Brown. They had Josh Gordon. They had a fully healthy Julian Edelman at that point. And the defense was when they had the boogeyman. They started out incredible. That team looked like they were going to be phenomenal. I mean, a few weeks in, we were talking that they might go 16-0. and and then things just went south. Then they went out and tried to get Mohamed Sanu, who had a high ankle sprain for half the season. He got injured a few other times, man. I mean, it it, it wasn't. It just didn't work out. That's, that's all that it was.
0: And, Sarah, what do you think? Did he not do enough for Tom Brady? Should he have done more to keep him on the team? Should he have tried to do more in 2019? Or do you agree with Connor that he did all that he could do?
2: I agree with Connor for the most part, I and it's hard to say, too, like, if it would matter what Belichick ended up doing, if he did do more than what he already did. I mean, Brady said himself he wanted to leave before the 2019 season, so if he already came in with that feeling, then I feel like it wouldn't matter what Belichick did. Like, he could bring in... All of the top receivers in the game, it might not have changed his mind. So I mean, it sucks the Antonio Brown situation, the Josh Gordon not working out, Mohamed Sanu not being the best. Like it all sucks, but I mean, he did what he could do, and I mean, it seems like it was inevitable that Brady was going to leave, just based on what we've we've heard. So I mean, I don't know that anything would have changed that.
1: Yeah,
0: Connor, do we have any comments?
1: We do. I'll bring one up we right here. Shout, we have a donation shout out to Love Vibration Nation. Actually, a great question. Uh logically speaking, Dak is a better option than Watson. All we have to do is pay him the money. This is a gutsy decision to get a new dynasty QB. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm a big Dak fan, man. I think Dak is a stud. I don't know if he's better than Watson, in my opinion, but I think he's a star. I just. It, the same thing's going to come out with Dak is he's going to want $40 million. And Mm -hmm. I think the probability of the Cowboys letting him go without franchise tagging him again is very slim. Sarah, what do you
0: think?
2: No, I agree. I I don't really see him leaving Dallas, especially after this season. And they saw what would life would be like without him. I mean, obviously they wouldn't necessarily be like, we're going to replace Dak Prescott with Andy Dalton. Like that's obviously not an ideal situation. But I think that they realize maybe they finally saw what they were missing and that's Dak. So I don't I don't see it happening. And again, if you have a problem with the money, then, yeah, I mean, we saw when they were trying to negotiate with Dak um, for a new contract. He was way wanting way more money than what they were offering him. He was closer to 40 million. They were closer to 30. So, um, yeah, I I mean, and I don't I, I just don't know that he's better than Watson either. I think that's hard to say, but.
0: I don't think that Dak's going anywhere. I think he's gonna stay in Dallas. Jerry's not gonna let him go. They'll franchise tag him. But you know what? Yep. I mean, whether you're starting your 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 new franchise or starting your your new retool with Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson, you really can't go wrong with both of them. I agree with you, Connor. I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson is better than Dak Prescott, but I would definitely start Prescott. If we could have the opportunity to get him, pay him thirty five million dollars a year, right? Easy. I'd bring on Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got another one here. Uh, Rice Kig. Bill's coaching legacy isn't in jeopardy; it's his GM legacy that is. But Bill is so great that he can come back from this as long as he does GM wise what he does in game and adjust. Consider this halftime. Um, yeah, this this could be halftime. Bill Belichick's career where he makes the halftime adjustments. I don't know how many years we're gonna have left with Bill. Unfortunately, I think it's only gonna be three, three, four years. I I see him retiring, but I think he's gonna go on a spending spree this year. Just based, even before Tom Curran, Tom E. Curran came out and said <sighs> that they're going to be uh, aggressive. I had a feeling that they're they're going to they're going to go forward this year and go for it.
2: Sarah, I love the um, you know, like the title of of what Curran's saying, being like as if he's like proclaiming something that none of us could have guessed. Like they're going right. to have like sixty million <laughs> in cap. Like what they're going to be aggressive? Wow, I can't imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that. Belichick has been criticized as a GM for a while, but it was kind of just like more of like whispers. And now it's just louder because of one season. But with there was some teams, there was a handful of teams that had a a problematic 2020. So, I mean, I feel like we can't put too much of it on Belichick, but yeah, I think, I mean, I I think he'll redeem himself this season, at least like as a fan, I'm like crossing my fingers, like, please. I,
0: I get what people are saying, though, by being a little bit shocked by the, not shocked, but hearing about uncharacteristically aggressive, because, I mean, outside of, like, Stephon Gilmore, when we're talking about free agent signings, like, when has he really gone out and signed, like, a big name? Like, it's not really, he doesn't spend, like. Yeah, it's
1: been a little while.
0: Even when they've had big salary cap, like aggression to him is going out and, and filling a bunch of holes and and signing a bunch of, you know, secondary guys in, on the team and, and, and depth positions. I think by uncharacteristically aggressive, I think we're talking like Allen Robinson territory and, you know, trading for Jimmy G or trading for Matthew Stafford. I yep. don't think we're talking about signing Ryan Fitzpatrick and, you know, Tyler Eifert to try to fix the, you know, to fix the, the tight end situation. I think that we could see, and, and listen, everything he does may not work. We remember a couple of off seasons ago, he did try to get aggressive. They thought they had a trade for Odell Beckham jr. Uh, he tried to tr- uh, sign Adam Humphreys who decided he wanted to play in Tennessee because they had a stable quarterback situation with Marcus Mariota at the time. Funny now. Never forget that. Um so he did try to make some moves and Humphreys was obviously, you know, little little slot receiver. I probably if they the thing is though, if they would have signed Humphreys, I don't think Edelman's Super Bowl MVP because I don't think he's no longer I don't think he's no longer a patriot. I think Humphreys was there to replace uh, Julian Edelman and when he yeah. did he kind of extended him on. All right, one more.
1: Here's one from uh, Fasil. This is, actually, this is actually a good comment. Uh, Sanu would have helped this year, and I remember Sanu coming out of nowhere on Thanksgiving and making a ton of catches for the Lions. I didn't even realize he was, mm-hmm. he was playing this year, but he ended up looking pretty good when I saw him at the end of the season. So but, I guess he could have helped.
0: But he was playing for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, He went to San Francisco. I think he was there a week, and they cut him. They did. Like yeah, he, I, he was I cut, he was cut twice before he finally settled in Detroit. Uh, Sanu's best days are behind him, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Sir drops a lot, which he was the year before. I don't know how how helpful he would have been this year.
2: Yeah, I think it's easy to say that anybody like that was maybe a former Patriot would be beneficial to the team in 2020, but I don't know that he would have been an upgrade at all.
1: Yeah, oh, and we got a donation from Ross again. We we Woo-hoo. thank you sir shades why the hate for fields also mm-hmm. rogers 2021 aaron rogers man hey i i can't say no to him but uh, i would just be afraid what the uh what the ask for in return would be
2: yeah
0: let me tell you about justin fields ross first <laughs> of all you never ever 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 bet on an ohio state quarterback being your franchise quarterback Unless that man is Joe Burrow, who was, I believe, the backup of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, because that's how smart Urban Meyers, and, and I know he's not the coach this year, but that's how smart Ohio State guys are with their quarterback. Listen, Justin Fields had good receivers on his team. Justin Fields got a cannon of an arm. His accuracy is awful. Uh, a couple of the big touchdown passes he had against Clemson would have been interceptable balls in the NFL. He threw behind the receivers. The receivers make great catches. Ohio State has always been based on running the football, which they ran it like a champ this year. And if you watch the national championship game, their star running back went out and their offense disappeared. I've already put it out there. I could look like the biggest idiot in the world, but I've already put out there that I believe Justin Fields will fail in the NFL.
2: You heard it here first, guys. You
0: heard it here first.
2: All right, I'm
1: I'm going with it too. I don't know anything about him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Can you give us a breakdown on Justin Fields, Connor?
1: Justin Fields is, is good when he drops back and throws the football. When the receivers are covered, though, he tends to run it. If he's able to get running lanes and pick up yards that way, it would be really ideal. If not, if he's able to complete passes without throwing interceptions, he's, he's going to prove us wrong and have a very uh, lucrative career in the NFL.
0: What would you consider his biggest strength?
1: Uh, throwing the football what
0: would you as you consider, a quarterback. What would you consider his weakness?
1: um when the other team intercepts it so you know inaccuracies as quarterback
0: ladies and gentlemen that was a Connor Carney draft update
1: there you go all right what could we ask for
0: the Celtics playing tonight but dropped the game last night to the Spurs 110 106. the Celtics Mm -hmm. tweeted that we went down to the wire in San Antonio but we weren't able to close out our third straight win Here's the reaction, Sarah, from the Boston Faithful. Mm
3: -hmm. One person
0: said, translation. We couldn't match their energy for the whole game. Somebody else said, stop giving Kemba the ball when it's clutch time. All he does is choke. Obviously referring to the turnover uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of the game. Still heated. Jalen in his mid-range games needs the ball down the stretch. Brad was horrible tonight. 12 players before ht and sitting both tatum and brown for key minutes in the fourth be better brad somebody else said laziness on defense has been embarrassing to watch along with these third quarter breakdowns somebody else said brad stevens out now i didn't get to watch the whole game last night but i watched the 14 minute extended highlights today i will say defense looked weak last night i know they got a couple of steals but uh the uh, San Antonio was was moving that ball around with ease last night. Good ball movement from them. They had a bunch of open looks. DeMar DeRozan had a couple shots. But I, I don't agree with the whole matching energy thing. I think that what I saw last night was what used to be a very typical NBA game where one team had a ton of energy, then the next team had a ton of energy. I mean, at one point I think the Spurs had like a 21 to three point run last night. And then mm-hmm. I think that that the Celtics came three to f- five. So they kind of canceled each other up the runs. I mean, listen, you can't consist—you can't go down by twenty twice and think that you're going to win the game. But they brought it all mm-hmm. the way back, and they missed a tying game. Sarah, what is your response to all the comments you heard? Don't give Kemba the ball. Brad Stevens out. And what was your response to the game last night?
2: Well, I didn't get to see the entire game either, so this is just based off of what I saw. But I do think that Celtics fans, as as I mean Boston fans typically do that they kind of just overreact and act like every game is like the end of the world or that it was really really horrible and I mean from what I've heard the second uh the second quarter was really bad that um the the Celtics just had a they they looked like they weren't really trying um and then of course I'm I'm kind of surprised about the Kemba comment, just because what I was mostly seeing were people complaining about Tatum passing the ball to Smart to end the game, and they were always like, they they always complain about Smart taking a three pointer, especially, but they hate when he takes a um, game winning or game losing shot. So, um, I mean, yeah, they it, it's a disappointing loss, but again, they only lost by a couple points, so. It's it, they're still trying to figure out their groove. It's, it's, I mean, I know that I kind of like give them a benefit of doubt of, a lot, but I just think that a lot of people, I don't know, their expectations are maybe a little high. Uh, we know that what, what the Celtics are ca- capable of. So, I mean, they're going to have bad games. We'll see. We'll see.
0: I'm trying to remember the exact play and I'm drawing a blank right now, but I'm pretty sure there was like, we're talking like seconds of the game left like 20 seconds they were down by two and Kemba uh had the ball stolen from him which then okay. extended the lead to I think they might have been down by three extended it to five it's what mm-hmm. put them in that position so he did give up he did get the ball stolen from him a long time so I know I did see that that's something I can confirm so I think that's maybe some people are upset by that
2: yeah, and I know that they were upset that Tatum didn't take the shot either that he passed it to Smart, but from what pe- what some people were saying, which I trust their opinions a little bit more cuz like, you know, they cover the sport or whatever, they think that like Smart was the one that had to take the shot. It was I mean, Tatum threw it to him. Tatum didn't take the shot. What was he supposed to do? So
0: Well, they got another shot to come back tonight. We'll see how they do. Now, Connor, I got something interesting for you. So I watched an interview today with Johnny Damon. He was on John Boy Media yesterday. And I got a few takeaways from things that he said. And as a Red Sox fan, I really want to hear your opinion on four different things. All right. So the Red Sox had Ellsbury coming up. And Damon believes that they were ready to go with him when he became a free agent. According to Johnny Damon, when he became a free agent, the Red Sox had six weeks of exclusive negotiation time with Damon. And throughout the six weeks, the Red Sox didn't have one conversation with him. It was at that point that Damon realized he couldn't sit around and wait for Boston. And if he did try to wait for them, he'd be leaving a lot of money on the table elsewhere. He says that Boston gave him no choice but to sign with the Yankees. What's your response to that?
1: It's funny because I remember when he came back to Fenway Park, a bunch of people threw fake money at him out in center field Mm -hmm. and thought that he just ran to the Yankees because they offered him the most amount of money. But I mean, this just goes to show for fans like us, we don't know what actually goes on behind the scenes. Um, I guess it makes sense. The Red Sox must've known what they had in Jacoby Ellsbury at the time and Didn't want to extend him that type of a contract. So I guess, yeah, at that point he had to do what he had to do. He probably had no choice, but to go with either the Yankees or somebody else who was going to pay him. I never knew that until now.
0: Well, and I want to get to that because out Red Sox fans were outraged that Damon went to the Yankees, but I remember
2: that too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He said that he called the Detroit tigers before the Yankees called him that he wanted to go to Detroit. The tigers said they loved Damon but they had curtis granderson and they wanted to stick with him
1: Yep. yeah that doesn't surprise me either that's that's even more like not funny but ironic now when you look at it because of how mad all the red sox fans were that he went to new york out of all places but it seems like he tried his hardest not to go to the yankees but they were the the only one that wanted to pay him
0: now this was the one well no this one didn't interest me the most but this was kind of (laughs) interesting So I think a lot of people too looked at Damon going to the Yankees as New York, just trying to poach a red Sox player. Yep. Damon said in his first meeting with George, George Steinberg Steinberg, that Steinberg started getting heated because he was telling Damon how he thought they were going to land him in 2002. And obviously, Damon ended up signing with the Red Sox. And Steinberg was telling him that he's wanted him ever since he's broken to the league. And they're so excited to have him. But Damon said he got so hot thinking about 2002 that Johnny had to start talking to George about boats so that he could <laughs> relax and calm down.
1: <laughs> That's funny too, man. Um, especially, yeah, in 2004, he's obviously a big part of the uh the World Series, I think he had a grand slam against them during Game seven when they blew them out there in New York, so that's that's ironic that he kind of remembered him like that. It's the same thing it seems with like guy uh, Kraft and Belichick they had certain guys who they just remembered and knew that they wanted, so that's funny that that Steinbrenner wanted him that bad
0: well, it's funny you say that because Damon kind of compared he didn't say it, but I drew the comparison and kind of compared the Yankees to the Patriots and sort of the way they handle things now. You may have just kind of given Johnny Damon the pass Connor. Yeah. You know what I mean? You may have just felt differently. Please allow me to refuel your hatred for Johnny Damon.
1: Okay. Go on. Uh oh. <laughs>
0: when asked about the difference between the Red Sox and the Yankees, Johnny Damon said that Yankees players worked harder. The Yankees held their players more accountable. And the New York Yankees have more respect for the game of baseball.
1: I don't know what that means. That (laughs) didn't get them anywhere. They won the World Series in 2004. They won the World Series in 2007. Um, He he sounds bitter there to me. I don't know. They they worked harder in, what, 2005? And they didn't do anything compared to when the Red Sox won the World Series twice in a four-year span there. I don't know. He's sour grapes over there.
0: Let me, I knew that was going to piss you off. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me add a little bit of context. Did you know, because they asked him and he just said, yeah, the story's out there. It's true. When he was with the Red Sox, that he used to take a shot of liquor before every game.
1: I did hear that. I think it was him and uh, Kevin, Kevin uh, Millar.
0: Yep. Him and Millar used to take a shot before every game. Yep. Josh Beckett used to drink on off days. Yep. Um Pedroya apparently would show up to the stadium kind of almost bagged sometimes. Really? And I wonder if that's where he's talking about the accountability piece. Because yep. what he was explaining was if say you had a, a game in New York, like an afternoon game. Yeah. And you went oh for four and you went out partying the night before like Derek Jeter and Teixeira and Pettit and them they would all take you into a corner and blast you because you yep. went out partying the night before and had a bad game where he said in Boston if you were hung over and had a bad game half the team was hung over none of them cared
1: yeah I, can, I guess it worked in 2004 I guess that was their mantra was uh a bunch of idiots or whatever Kevin Millar said well that's right? it
0: yeah they have we have our hair our beards right because yep. you know the Yankees have their their rule you can't you, You can't have facial hair you can only have a mustache can not have long hair um he did talk about though because i believe it was 2008 that the red sox won the championship right or was it 2007. seven because yeah because that's the year he went to the yankees and when he was in new york watching the red sox win the world series he said i kind of sat there and went like oh no what did i do right you know what i mean uh, but in 2009, he got the first hit at New Yankee Stadium, and then he won the World Series in New York. So he won one with Boston and New York. So he said it all, t- all sort of worked out. I just found it interesting to hear him kind of talk like that. No, he was he- very candid. If you want to check it out, it's on YouTube under John Boy Media. It's about a 41-minute interview. He gets very candid about his time in Boston and New York, and then even his time in, in, um, in Tampa and when Don Zimmer called him and basically told him his career was over and said you're done and apparently don zimmer was in tears when he told johnny damon that they were cutting him and and moving on from him that his career was over damn so really interesting If you guys want to see it it's on john boy media on youtube if you're a red sox fan a yankee fan or just a fan of baseball because johnny damon is one of those guys uh i highly suggest you go check it out very very candid interesting interview all right guys that brings us to our final subject of the show good morning football was asking is reaching super bowl 55 tom brady's greatest accomplishment nate burleson said this he said yes mostly because of his age and that he went to a team like the buccaneers who have been the joke of the league and also separating himself from belichick proving his success is not because of belichick Peter Schrager said that he's kind of numb to Brady because every year he's just wowing people. Schrager said he doesn't want to dismiss, to dismiss what he did in New England, but did mention the wow factor of beating Breeze and Rodgers in the playoffs and joining a conference that had Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray and was able to get to the Super Bowl. So let me ask you guys, Sarah, I'll start, and no, Connor, I'll start with you. Is making Super Bowl 55 Tom Brady's greatest accomplishment of his career?
1: I was going to say no. He's won so many Super Bowls and played in so many big games. I mean, I would think that the biggest accomplishment in his career is the comeback versus Atlanta in the Super Bowl being down 28-3. to three. I mean, I don't know what can really trump that. I know, obviously, it is a big accomplishment to go to this type of a division and, you know, leave the team and be 43 years older to make it to the Super Bowl. He still needs to win the Super Bowl, by the way, I think, in order to really solidify it as an even bigger one. But he also set the touchdown record at the time in 07 with Randy Moss. They went 16 and 0. He's won six Super Bowls, a bunch of ridiculous comebacks. I mean, I I don't know if this would be the, the biggest accomplishment of his career.
0: Let me flip that question on you okay what if tom brady would have spent his entire career in tampa bay did everything he did in tampa bay and then came to new england at 43 and brought new england to a super bowl do you think your answer would have been different
1: i would say it's the greatest accomplishment in the history of the game i just, <laughs> want, to, I just want to keep you honest sarah is
0: going to super bowl 55 tom brady's greatest accomplishment
2: no, I think it's just like a cherry on top, honestly. I mean, he's already had so many amazing accomplishments. I think at this point, it was, it's more so for the people who are doubting him being a GOAT for, you know, however many years people have deemed him that. Because for so long, people have discredited the AFC. Specifically, the AFC East saying he always got a free ride to the, the playoffs. And then they've always discredited the AFC and its difficulty um, for his path to the Super Bowl anyway. So I think then he goes to the NFC plays teams that he doesn't play very often as he did in new England. And so now that he beat two obvious uh, future hall of fame quarterbacks, now they're taking it more seriously. Now they're like, wow. So I, I think it's just more of what, doubters want to believe but i think no he's he has so many ac- accomplishments is it amazing that he's 43 and going to a super bowl of course especially on a new team with a new coach and whatever but no this is just to me the sprinkles the cherry whatever on top
0: yeah i find it funny too that they listed a bunch of quarterbacks and said like you know he went to that division with that quarterback and went to the super bowl when i'm like you know he played ben roethlisberger peyton manning and yeah Black, yeah patrick mahomes you know they just discredit the
2: years- it yeah
0: all right connor let's finish this off with a few comments sir
1: all righty we have one i like this one from uh Facile over here can we get dpn to ten thousand subscribers by the end of 2021 what do you guys say i say
2: yes i say before the end i know i was just gonna we're say we're only why wait in till january bro <laughs> <laughs> it's a good i mean it's a fair it's a fair goal you know yep. but i would like to think how about like by mid 2021 that's like, right
0: just remember, still, the more you know. subscribers we get, the more exposure we get, the better my presidency run will be.
1: That's very true. true. So let's keep that, that in true. mind there. Yes. We we have an interesting one here from King Cato. Um, does Brady still hate being called the GOAT? I kind of forgot about that. Do you guys remember that? I think a few years ago yeah. he said that he didn't like it. Um, I don't know.
2: My guess is that he was trying to be PC. I think he yeah. loves it. I think that he doesn't like to be asked about it. I can't imagine that that's a comfortable conversation to be like. So how is it? How is it being like the best of all time? Like I think it's an uncomfortable question to be asked. But I can't imagine you would hate being called the best.
0: I don't think it is. I think Brady walks around thinking he's the goat. He walks in the building and says, "I'm the baddest (laughs) motherfucker in the world." Everything Brady (laughs) does in public, by the way, and he was one who was the Patriots too, was all fake. You guys need to understand that he's not this wholesome, good golly gosh i'm tom brady type of guy he walks in the building and says i'm the baddest motherfucker around that's how he actually feels he knows he's the goat he feels like he's the goat i wish he would just be real and not fake to the media and fake to everybody like well no no, i appreciate you you don't appreciate them tell them the fuck off
2: (laughs) it's probably (laughs) just because it's been so long that he's been that way so he feels like he just has to be now maybe
0: yeah, it's yeah. it's fake though, and it, it irritates me. But let me ask you guys this question: like the word "goat," does it really mean anything anymore? Like it means honestly, even when we're talking uh, about Brady, the word "goat" means nothing to me. There's there's eight yeah. goats in the NFL that are quarterbacks right now. There's twelve <laughs> running back goats. There's fourteen goats in the NBA. There's 50, there's thirty five goats on every baseball team. Like I just mm-hmm. I, I, the the word "goat" means nothing to me yeah.
2: anymore.
1: Yeah, it's starting to sound like a farm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
2: I think that it used to have meaning. Mm-hmm. And then I think specifically in the NFL, a lot of people were always trying to find someone who would be better than Brady, who they could deem as the GOAT because they didn't want Brady to be. And so now it's just like every year. And now I think people just use it. Like you said, they use it so loosely that now it's just like the meaning behind it. It's just not as heavy. Yeah,
3: yeah
0: but let's also let's, let's play devil's advocate. As Patriot fans, we were saying GOAT when Brady was at three Super Bowls. Right. Now we're like, how can you say somebody else is the goat when he's at six? Well, we used to when Brady was at three, we'd be drop running around dropping, No, he's the goat, he's the goat, right? That's how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, before the twenty fourteen year, Tom Brady was the goat in our mind. You know what I mean? We and we didn't have the six the six arguments. What's next, Tom? That's,
1: that's true. Is a good one, uh, Race King. Accomplishments versus moments, because that's that's a good point. Um, this could be Brady's biggest accomplishment. The biggest moment would be the comebacks. That's what I was kind of saying is that those ridiculous comebacks that he's made would be, you know, the biggest accomplishments. But I guess that's more of a moment than than an accomplishment, kind of.
0: It is, and again, Tom Brady's not solely responsible for the twenty eight to three comeback. If Dante mm-hmm. Hightower and Trey Flowers don't make the plays that they make. The Patriots don't win the Super Bowl. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If the defense doesn't make the plays, they don't win the Super Bowl. What Tom Brady did was phenomenal. What Tom Brady did showed that he's the most clutch quarterback in the history of football. What Tom Brady did was show that he's the GOAT. Absolutely. But you're right. That isn't a moment, that is a moment because it's not just his accomplishment, because it wasn't just him who completed that comeback. Because if Hightower doesn't strip sack Matt Ryan, that game is overdone, put a stake in it. Atlanta probably scores on that play, and the Patriots have no
1: chance.
2: Yeah.
0: Not that play, that drive.
2: I have nothing to add, because you guys have said it all.
1: <laughs> we got one here from Scared. Shout out. Oops, sorry. Shout out Scared. Aaron Rodgers is overrated, he says. What do you guys think? Overrated?
2: I am... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead.
0: If you make sure you guys tune in this weekend, like I can't remember what I can't remember what date's coming out, but I did my my weekend recordings with Lawrence. By the way, sorry for no video this morning, guys. You got to know the reason that Lawrence and I didn't record yesterday. These two know, but nobody else does, and Lawrence knows obviously. Uh, I spent like three and a half hours at the dentist yesterday. It was like I was in the chair for three and a half hours. Lawrence and I were supposed to record at seven o'clock. I got home at quarter to nine and set up the stream. Uh, If you watched last night, I felt so stupid watching the playback last night because I kept doing this and touching my face. It's because my face was frozen. and I just kept touching it as we were going through the (laughs) night. My teeth are today. Uh, But watch it this week because we get into the GOAT conversation and we get into Aaron Rodgers and we get into all that. And one thing that really struck me is he said, you know, the upper echelons was in his mind is Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. That's the top. And Aaron Rodgers is almost there. And I said, does Aaron Rodgers have to get to another Super Bowl to get into that level? And he said, yes, or he needs another four to five years of where he's playing right now to be considered Mm -hmm. in that top tier of quarterback. So I think if you take Lawrence's opinion on that, if you have um, Rogers as your top, he's not there yet until he gets to another Super Bowl or has four to five more years of this consistent play.
1: Yeah, buddy, we got a donation here from Joe. But just before that, I want to say shout out to Ko Nation saying that I'm the goat. Appreciate that. This this <laughs> yeah, goes to show or- that this goes to show that everyone is the goat.
0: <laughs> Heartthrob, you he might be good looking, but
1: come high, on, the goat. Heartthrob. Okay, Cato, how long is it going to take Bill to get 59 wins and break Shula's record? Is Bill going to stay in the league long enough to break the record? I mean, I think it would probably take five to six seasons, probably six seasons, obviously. Is he going to coach another six seasons? I don't think he is.
0: There are people out there who believe. First of all, thank you for the donation, Joe. Yes, yes thank Shout you. Joe. Um, there are people out there who believe that Belichick is going to coach until he breaks the record. Mm. That I, there's just that's a theory that's out there. I've always wondered, like, what if it's like game two, what if it's week two of a series? Does he just retire mid like? Right beginning <laughs> of season?
2: Yeah, as soon as they know they won, peace. He retires at halftime. Do you know what my
0: biggest we've seen hope it happen? Is? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my biggest hope is when Belichick retires? What? Because like this is Bill Belichick, right? Just yeah, you know we all played hard. Great kid, great you know the you know Andy Dalton's the greatest quarterback to ever play, right? You know like <laughs> just yeah. I hope the day he retires, like he walks up to the mic and be like, "What up, motherfucker?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was all me. Enjoy- and <laughs>
0: Happy's
2: play has sucked. It he lets Linda me. go off. He lets Linda go the, off. The Patriots were nothing, real
0: but he just has like this, like all of a sudden he has like a personality. I would love it. For that 25 years,
2: you thought I was a robot. This is me,
0: my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be pretty awesome.
0: His draft calls are the best. Hi, we're, uh, we're going to make you a New England Patriot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. See you out there.
0: Are you excited? <laughs> who, who are you with? actually yeah. he asks weird questions like i'm waiting for like belichick to be like what are you wearing <laughs> <laughs> Who are you with? Go, go to a private room yeah. all right let's do uh let's do two more connor
1: all right we got one from marcus right here i met hightower back in 2004 ray for real i'll send you a picture of me and hightower nice wow. man i raised the biggest high hightower fan i know so he's definitely jealous
0: I don't doubt you for a second, man. You've sent me that picture. over. You've sent it to me a couple times, Marcus. I've seen it. I know you have. Uh, I had Dante Hightower has like three of my posts on Instagram. Nice. And he actually responded to one of my, my posts, like uh, left a comment hey. on one of my Instagram posts of a, of a hand doing the props because I got a Super Bowl 49 hat customized at Lids free advertisement for lids at lids um <laughs> with his autograph and number on it stitched into it and i posted mm-hmm. it online and i'm not kidding you it's framed and it's hanging on my wall right over there right beside my work desk
2: i've never met any players and i've only gotten like no a couple i think i have had martellus bennett has liked one of my tweets and gronk liked one of my tweets what? but i think that's it yeah Damn, i'm way behind i got nothing <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've DM'd with. Um, uh, do you guys remember Malcolm Brown?
1: Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown, Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown. Anyway, oh, I, he, had he defensive lineman, right? Yep, yeah. yep. I do remember Malcolm and Brown. I wow. sent,
0: like we sent like six messages back and forth to each other until he stopped responding to me.
2: <laughs> until he left you on red. Basically, hmm.
0: he ghosted me, Connor. He ghosted me.
1: <laughs> he ghosted Fucked, you. Fuck Malcolm Brown.
0: I guess so, huh? <laughs>
1: All right, we All right. just we did get a donation. I missed it. I I just I got it right here from Ross, though. Shout out to Ross. This is a funny question. TV12 method: a cult, scam, or both? Um, mm. I'm I'm gonna say it's kind of a cult. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a scam. It's working for Tom Brady because he's 43 and still playing, and I guess stays in good health. But it's definitely some some weird thing where you eat seaweed and do these bizarre whatever massages. But I don't know. I guess it works.
0: Does it keep Tom Brady healthy? Yes. Yeah. Would it would it make me into a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? No. Um, listen, is unathletic as Tom Brady looks. You know, like and you think back to his like his draft shot. His mm-hmm. genetics are a thousand times better than all three of ours and probably anybody here except watching except for the Rice King because he's apparently Tyree Hill. Too shy. Right. <laughs> um, in speed not in personality in actions i, I should buy uh, randy moss he's like randy moss um i think it's a bit of a scam because guerrero has been caught on numerous occasions um i don't believe for a second that you will not get sunburned by drinking a bunch of water i mean i have his books i i, I got his book for christmas a couple years ago there's like eight pages on water and cool. what kind of water you should drink? I'm gonna be honest, everybody. I, I drink tap water.
1: <laughs> there are kinds <laughs> of water.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and he says like you shouldn't drink tap water. You shouldn't drink this Uh-oh. kind of water. You shouldn't drink that kind of water. I think he wants you to buy the TB12. That's the thing though. Is everything? I, guess. I got like, on Springs. Everything is just like I mine is literally out of the tap into a reusable bottle, man. Yeah. Four, oh. right and all. I don't even care. No filters on that. Oh no, I have a Brita now. I nice. bought a Brita. But I don't care about the filter. It just it keeps it nice and cold. It's nice and cold out of the fridge. Uh, shout out
1: to Brit. I just gave you a fridge. nice <laughs> <Jesus>.
2: <laughs> free ads all over, coming soon. Free ads
1: all over the place tonight.
0: By the way, I never got a response back from Jeff Benedict after I tweeted at him and said "Oh man,
2: He, he even retweeted shoot. it and everything."
1: I know, Dick. So I I'm followed gonna, him. Oh, you did? Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna pissed. DM him.
0: You can. <laughs> oh, he hasn't. Oh no, off. he follows you, doesn't he?
1: does oddly enough then i don't you know why be, but... then you
0: should be able to dm him.
1: <laughs> i will i think so yeah
0: yeah dm i'm saying my, to... my partner my partner i'm gonna call him out on it if we get him on the show just by the way shout out to mike debate over at uh oh, yeah. locked on patriots from the locked on network Who just got bought out by a serious company by the way like they're nice they're doing mm-hmm. so much better than us um congrats to them yeah, they're they're getting bought out and getting raises and Sportscaster's kicking us to the curb. And all <laughs> But uh, shout out to Sportscaster. We yeah, still love you. I know. Thank you thank, you. thank you they're everybody's watching people. live on Sportscaster right now, by the way. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, uh had Sarah on the show today. Great job, Sarah, by the way. Thank nice. you. Uh, he gave a really good plug and said it's one of his favorite.
2: It's one of his favorites to listen to nice he i appreciate going on that and, yeah he was going on and on and on about you guys because i said to really? i told him that you guys were like did he really know who we were without you telling him and, uh, and he was like oh yeah no i knew about them way before you, I'm you joined i'm always surprised them. And I was, by that <laughs> and he said he was so excited for me that um that i was joining you guys because he just really loves your your show and he was very complimentary of you ray especially saying he just nice. he just likes your delivery and how honest you are and how you can connect with the fans and stuff like that so yeah it was very cool
0: well mike if you're listening we appreciate it i mean we can't ask like you can't, you. i i would pay him for that kind of plug you know what i mean right. we've, <laughs> gotten, we've gotten two of those now in the last two weeks so mm-hmm. we a great job sarah or right, let's do Thank one you. more i and then- i got a com
1: i got a comment i just want to throw up and then i'll get it see if i can grab another question but i thought this was great patriots nation said i got drunk with jewels last weekend
2: did you really
1: i don't know
2: if you did, we need the story because uh, I feel like that would have a lot of good stories. I mean, look at we've seen the craziness that him and like Amidola would get into. So I feel like I need I need I need stories.
1: Right.
0: Amandola's in Boston right now. I don't <laughs> even know what we're talking about, guys. I froze out there. Well,
2: Okay, so I tweeted about Amandola and saying how I needed the reunion between Edelman and Amandola. And I tweeted about it. It blew up overnight. And when I say blew up, it's like at almost 2,000 likes. Like it didn't go viral. But there were some people who were really bothered about me even tweeting it. Like I don't know that Amandola is going to ever be on the Patriots again. And I'm not saying that he necessarily should be, but man, I was kind of disappointed to see people having such a visceral reaction to the thought.
1: I know. Play up Danny.
0: Your boy Spike King is uh, has already put it out there. He he believes Amandol. I think he implied that he believes Amandol is coming back.
1: That's what he said.
2: Uh, I mean, put, I would he be. He put
0: out a tweet with the eyes. Yeah, wow. I mean, I
2: would be cool with it because I like the veteran uh, quarter or quarterback, veteran receiver. I like him and, and Edelman together. He knows the system. He knows the coaches. I mean, he also just played for Patricia, so.
0: Maybe I maybe Edelman's going to be the new quarterback, and it'll be him, to and Dola, just like. Ooh, uh, I'm
1: down, right?
2: Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, one more. So we one more. We one need... more real comment, Connor. Yeah. All
1: right, this is from no offense, Mino. <laughs> yeah, no. We I, want I just, it. We I, just need I had more to details. put that up when I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty we awesome. We need details. Mino Shula has been talking a bunch of smack here, so I've seen that in the comments. If he will get this up here, He will break. this is in reference to Belichick from a little bit earlier. He will break his hip before another record. LOL. The Pats are done.
2: Oh, so he's a oh. Dolphins fan. I'm assuming by the Dolphin emojis. Well,
0: that is probably not Shula.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't true. know if that's what that's indicating. Um, yeah, that's yet to be seen. I do not think that the Patriots are done. I think they're actually going to be very good next season, and I hope Belichick does not break his hip
2: do Romo said that as they were going off air um, on the AFC champion. Was it the AFC championship? Yeah. He was saying yeah. that, you know, uh, the Patriots aren't done. Belichick will be back here next season, blah, blah, blah. So, Hey, I mean, I, I, I get it. If you're a Dolphins fan and you're excited about the Dolphins, you have every right to be, but don't get too excited about the Patriots being done yet.
0: Let me tell you the difference between Bills fans and Dolphins.
2: Well, we are going to wait to hear what you have to say, Ray, right? Because you, you broke <laughs> yeah. out again. I'm sure. There you go. I think you're back I'm done. now. I'm so done with my Wi-Fi. Hmm.
0: Let me tell you the difference between Bills fans and Dolphins fans. Okay. Bills fans got to watch their team win the AFC East this year. Probably had a good chance of winning the entire AFC. They're going to be a relevant team for a long time.
3: Hmm.
0: They're not being arrogant. They're excited. They're being happy talk to any bills fan they're like who the hell are we to talk trash about the Patriots they've been our daddy for so many years Mm -hmm. the Dolphins won 10 games didn't make the playoffs could have could have made the playoffs got embarrassed to the Buffalo Bills like embarrassed jokingly embarrassed Yeah, right like if I if I was competing for a playoff spot and I got smacked around by the bills who like benched all their starters in the second half so they could stay healthy for the playoffs and just got that embarrassed with my franchise quarterback, Tua. I wouldn't be on here talking smack to the Patriots who's been your daddy for 20 years either. You know what accomplish something and then come on here and start talking smack and that's the way we're going to finish right. the show thank you everybody for tuning in to dear pats nation this is the end of connor and sarah for the it's connor will be back on sunday sarah yep. will be back with us next tuesday get rid of that comment please and uh i don't want to finish it with those ugly dolphins on there touche and um where's the yeah.
1: ray 2024s yeah,
0: just don't worry just that? give rid of the comments
1: there we go <laughs> 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 I'm guys,
0: I'm really debating whether to take this away from Connor. <laughs> we we need McChicken. It helps me from the producing side of things to let Connor handle this, but I'm <laughs> <All> right, <enough laughs> of the comments. Go. I'm trying to sign out. Thank you. Ray twenty twenty four. I will be just there. wanted you to know. Just wanted me to know. Appreciate y'all being here. Connor, tell me about those Red Sox.
1: They're gonna be legit kid.
3: Do, Did, Will, The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land